FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. For once. For once. <laughs> okay, we'll play again. <laughs> All right. Are we recording? <laughs> we are recording. I am in Oklahoma recording. Okay. I hope the sound is okay. If it's, it's okay. not, if it's not, our listeners love me anyway. Yes. Well, yes, they do. Of course they do. So there you go. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. I want to talk about what's going on in the group. Oh. First okay. of all, our group is uber active. I'm so excited. Everybody's in there. They're talking to each other. They're helping each other out. Um, they're asking really intimate questions. I got an intimate question the other day uh, from someone, and I glanced at it because I was traveling. And I'm going to go back. And I, he deleted it. It was a really intimate question. And he deleted oh. it. And But I saved his name, so I'm going to reach out to him privately. Because he asked some really strong questions about how to make his relationship better. Okay. And I, th- I think we can help him. But what I'm loving is the towel dropping challenge. Oh, yeah. I saw this. This is like blowing up everywhere. It's all over Instagram. It's all over Facebook. Yeah. It, well, it, so... It's going to be all over our group. I told them if they do it, we'll put together a montage. <laughs> so basically, you leave your boyfriend in another room somewhere where he's, mm-hmm. you know, playing video games or doing whatever the heck he's doing, and you mm-hmm. strip down, and mm-hmm. you put on a towel, mm-hmm. and then you drop the towel, and you just walk up to him naked, and you record his, his reaction. reaction. Yes. Right. And some so. of them are really funny. Some of them... <laughs> Some of them are hysterical. So I love the one where the girl put on her glasses and grabbed a microscope. <laughs> I did not see that one. Oh, my God. There's like, there are like hundreds and hundreds. So. Right. And then there was a guy who threw up. Wait, so she grabbed a micro... Wait, no, no. Go back to the microscope. What? So, she, what so he, he walks in. He's naked. He drops the towel. She looks at him. She squints. She grabs her glasses. She puts them on. And then she grabs a microscope. And she looks really close. Oh, boy. That's funny. <laughs> I loved it. And then there was the guy who threw up. Oh, my I, gosh. That one I saw. That was so bizarre. I have so many questions about that. I, I still, like, what? I don't think what? he's alive to tell you. <laughs> I mean, what? First of all, who spontaneously throws up like that? I, I, I don't know. Like, you would think if you weren't feeling well, you would maybe stop doing what you were doing. And Right. I don't know. I don't know. For me, anyway, anytime I'm about to throw up, like, it's like a good 15 minutes of agony before it happens. Before it happens. It's like, it's like you know it's coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you're not going to see me playing on the computer or watching TV. I'm going to already be in the bathroom just like, uh. Praying for death. <laughs> Praying for death. <laughs> but she literally walks in and drops her towel, or he looks up, and then he just it's, immediately throws up. He hurls. <laughs> Are. No oh self-esteem God. issues for her. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Because it probably had nothing to do with her. Right. Poor thing. Poor thing. Anyway, okay. So funny story though on the vomit on the vomit train. Yeah. One time, years and years ago, <laughs> in my band partner camp. in band camp, my partner <laughs> and I had been had been drinking with a girlfriend of ours, and we played with her. He has sex with her. He has an orgasm. She gets up to go to the bathroom, you know, presumably to clean up. And the next thing we hear is, what? <laughs> oh no. And he sat there and he goes, I don't think I've ever made a girl vomit before. 
Oh, God. It's just, it's awful. That's tragic. So, yes. So we're still friends, <laughs> by the way. But, okay. <laughs> but I want to go back to the, to the towel challenge for a minute because one of the comments, some of the comments that we've gotten on it are things like, what's going on in relationships that when the wife or the girlfriend drops the towel, the men drop what they're doing and chase her? Yes. Which are a lot of them, and it's really sexy to watch. It is sexy to watch, but it begs the question, how often are you not walking around with clothes on? In terms, okay, so in terms of... I'm a naked girl. If if I walked up to my partner and just... Oh, I see what you're saying. He would just be like, hey, babe, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you brought me a cup of tea. Thank you. I mean, that's, you know... Yeah. Well, all of, at least the ones that I watched, they were very young, you know? And so I wonder, I didn't really feel comfortable walking around naked in front of anyone. I didn't feel naked with myself until I got older. So oh. maybe that's why, right? I wish I had the body that I had when I was in my 30s. I would be walking around <laughs> naked all the all time. The time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was, so maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe, but I'm also thinking that part of it is, the drama of it, right? Okay. Like when you walk up, okay, so it's not, so, because I was thinking, I want us to do this challenge, by the way, in case I didn't tell you this part. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we do it to each other instead of our partner. <laughs> instead, in. <laughs> instead of our partners, the next time I see you. <laughs> you just drop your towel and I'll cover my eyes and go, oh my God, it's Lady Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be awesome. But no, I mean, I think that there's something to, if you're going to do this challenge, and I'm encouraging everyone in the group to do it, because mm-hmm. I want to put together a really fun two wild orchids montage of it, right? Yeah, but, I love gotta that. Have, we got to have some drama, right? You can't just walk up and drop the towel. You got to walk up and you got to fling that towel and you got to throw up your hands and do jazz hands or whatever it is you got to do. Hold two beers in your hand. I don't care, okay? But make it so it's really dramatic and really fun. And then we'll mm-hmm. set it to music. We'll do something fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind doing that. But I got me to thinking about when people were writing in saying, what are we going to, you know, how is this not normal? Right? And so um, I know you haven't been married before, but mm-hmm. if you were to be married, where would you go on your honeymoon? I got married and went on a honeymoon, I would probably want to go do something really, really active. Like I would want to go do, I want to go to Ireland and I want to go do a cross country horse ride, which they have there. They don't have them here in the States, but they're called progressive rides. And you ride five miles to the next inn and you stay there and then you get on your horses and you go to the next one and you travel like miles and miles and miles on horseback. That would probably be my ideal (laughs) honeymoon. But you land at like uh, lodges and things, and then you have wine and dinner and spa, and that's probably what I would want to do. I, to find a partner that would want to do that, though, is why I'm not married. <laughs> okay, so I just want you to know the odds of you and I ever getting married and going on a honeymoon. <laughs> if I ever, if I ever thought about it, if it was ever going to be us, that fixed it. Okay, <laughs> it would. It would not be like me wanting to go and lay on a beach for like and drink. I can okay, tell you that. Okay, so that was mine. But we went. <laughs> I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up with you. (laughs) Okay, let me just tell you what. We went to hedonism. Oh, okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. So, and I have been to hedonism now twice. And they have several. Hedonism is in Jamaica. It's a clothing optional resort. Wow. Yeah. So that was my honeymoon. 
they had HEDO 2 and HEDO 3, and HEDO 3 has closed over the years. But now in Mexico, they have Desire, they have Temptations, they have all of these adults-only clothing-optional resorts. Okay. And one of the things that I loved about it was the fact that you could be naked all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they had this thing called Super Club Surprise. And it <laughs> sounds like a sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Well, the deal is they're super clubs, you know, sandals is part of super clubs, some of the really nice resorts, but people who didn't know where they wanted to stay, they could do the super club surprise. And that meant that they could eliminate certain hotels. So most people eliminated breezes because breezes allowed children. So mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So as we are on our way to our honeymoon, there's a woman on the bus because, you know, you do these transfers and she is having a go to pieces. Like crying? Like crying, upset. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe this happened. My travel agent assured me this was never going to happen. She said this resort was so popular. There's no way I would get it. And in true law of attraction fashion, she ended up at Hedo. Okay. Clothing, clothing optional swinger resort school teacher <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> who did not want to take her clothes off who could not imagine that she could be stuck in such a location <laughs> and all she wanted to do was tell the front desk to send her somewhere else so Jason and I are sitting on the on the on the bus listening to this and it was about less than 24 hours later we go out to the quad, which is kind of the, there's the nude side, the prude side, and then the clothing optional side where you can okay. go either way. So there's nude, prude, and like in between. Right. So we go to the, <laughs> in, right, exactly. So we go to the in-between side and she is naked from the waist up, sitting at the bar, happy as a clam. I love that. <laughs> hey, how are you guys? Come join <laughs> us for a drink. Okay. <laughs> So what happened? She just shifted her, she her got, thoughts. She got over herself. Yeah. Right. right? And so that's why I, when I think about that towel dropping thing, and when I think about um, like that TV show you and I are watching, there's so much shame around our bodies that they don't have to. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think we should do this challenge. Like, let's just start towel dropping. Because mm-hmm. Monica, I think that would be funny. I have to find someone to towel drop. You already said it was going to be me. So I'll I'll cover my eyes. Lady Margaret and I. No, I don't care. I don't. I'm I'm like a nudist in my house. I don't care. I'm happy to take my clothes off. Great. I'll show up there next time. As soon as I get back to Florida, I'll open the door and there will be Monica (laughs) in a towel. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if we were recording each other and we both showed up naked? That would be funny. Like I answered the door and you knocked on the door. And that could happen for me. (laughs) (laughs) That would make some very interesting video. That would make very interesting video. (laughs) So, okay. But, but are you watching the TV show Love is Blind? Yeah, I I watched, I watched it and then I, I had, I am not going to lie. I had to fast forward through some of the lovey-dovey stuff because it it was, but it's a very interesting show. Okay. Well, explain the premise so we can kind of give everyone a basic because it was new to me. All right, so, I mean, you actually, I had seen it advertised. I think it's on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's basically a group of people, men and women, who 
are ready to get married. They're ready to be in a relationship. Many of them are just very disappointed in the dating game and how much our society is focused on an image, you know, and jump, you know, we're, we're just always judging each other on our, our image. Uh, and they go into these little pods where they don't get to see each other. So they get to like interview each other through a wall. You love interviews. I love it. I know. Oh, I would have asked so many different questions that then, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, they, and they have 10 days. They have 10 days. It's a really short period of time, but they have 10 days to basically kind of narrow down the list of people that they want to talk to. And then some of these people actually fell in love with one another through the wall. And then... Never having seen each other. Never having seen one another. And then some of the guys proposed and these girls said yes. And then they basically, um, you know, get to meet each other. And then they meet... Uh, and they get to spend a little bit more time. I think it's another week or something at um, some beautiful resort in Mexico, kind of getting to know one another. And, you know, I guess, and most, they, they really do, a lot of them stay together. I, so I haven't, I'm only on like, I don't know, episode three or four. But the reason that I started watching it is I got a listener letter on our Facebook who mm-hmm. asked me if I had seen this show. And in the knowledge of seeing that show, how I felt about one of the characters. Which, which character? So his name is Carlton. Oh, and he yep. was a very sharply dressed black man. Yep. And he had a beard, which made me think of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was very into his appearance. He was very into how he was presented. I mean, he was very into that. And it didn't come out until, I don't know, almost to the time that he proposed that he had had some intimate relationships with both sexes. Right. And to be clear, he didn't, he was open about it with some of the girls that he was, they call it dating. So they call it dates. So dates in the pod. Yeah. So some of the women that he was quote unquote dating um, through the wall, he had told about his sexuality, but the girl that he ended up proposing to, her name was Diamond. He did not tell her. He chose not to tell her about his bisexuality while they were in the pods, before they met. Well, so that, that had me, first of all, I did not realize, I'm glad you said that, I did not realize that he had shared his sexuality with anyone else. Yeah, um, I thought there was, uh, yeah. There I was believe a, you, I just didn't see that part. I'm pretty sure there was another girl that he told, and I don't think they dated after that. I, th- I think she had a really hard time with it, and she came back and said, like, hey, I'm really sorry, but this is like, you know. Right. So it was, I, I it weirded her out. So I'm curious about that, right? What, what You're curious you... about why, why the fact that he, well, so he calls it, I think he calls it bisexuality, but he's really more of a pansexual. I think right? so too. Like he's so more, too. so he was talking about how he had, pa- had past relationships with men and past, re- and really for him, it's just about the right person. It doesn't well, matter what, you know, body you're in. You know, he gave, I thought he gave a really great, visual analogy because he was sitting with her and he said it's not for me what's here and he kind of touched his face and he said and it's not for me what's here and he touched his crotch he -hmm. said it is for me what's here and he touched his heart Mm -hmm. and I thought that I thought that was really um really profound and really deep Mm -hmm. but at the same time he was so douchey about it oh yeah well his fear was so palpable well he already had his had a story about, I think, how people are going to react mm-hmm. that then I think creates, you know, the, the way that he presents the story. I think him not telling her was a mistake. I, you know, I think 
But I also really understand and respect that because one of the things he said, because eventually, so we should really explain. So they, they, he proposes to her, Diamond accepts. They go to Mexico. On and this vacation. He, on this beautiful vacation. And um, I guess she starts sensing that something's wrong because he's feeling very guilty about not telling her about his past. So mm. then one night he tells her, and he, I don't, God, I just don't know he t- really told her in the best way you know I think he's already a little bit defensive about it and then her reaction instead of accepting her reaction because of course she felt betrayed and like he had been lying to her and it was false quote-unquote false advertising um you know she felt really betrayed by this and she had a lot to take in and instead of just being like listen I understand take some time I totally get it he got super defensive right away and was like Mm -hmm. you don't accept me for who I am and I'm not going to tell you because I just met you and you know blah blah." and it just turned into this horrible attacking thing and I think if he had maybe just given her a little bit of space to process it you know if she truly loved him she may have been able to come back around right but yeah. yeah, I think it was awkward in the way that he did that, for sure. So, what, and a hundred percent, hundred percent. When I was when I was watching the show, what you know, I was the the listener who messaged me about the show to begin with is, has struggled with some some of the exact same things. Mm-hmm. Now, um, he has not said to me, "I've been with other men." He's just alluded to that he struggled with these same type of issues. So, I'm a, I'm making an assumption that he's been with other men. Okay. And and the awareness of that has to be okay, that total acceptance of, of beingness. And it, it just it just makes me wonder how many of our listeners have been in that space? How many mm-hmm. of our listeners have experimented in your early years? Um, have chosen to live heterosexually, but maybe you are pansexual or bisexual, and that's a part of yourself that you're keeping really quiet because of that fear of judgment. Well, I think too, you know, I mean, for me personally, there was a guy that I had met, uh, this was a long time ago. I was in my early thirties and he confessed, confessed to me that he had been with men. For me, it was, you know, I don't know why there's so much judgment around that because there shouldn't be, you Mm -hmm. know, but I do think that there is this sort of uh, myth that if you're bisexual, you're more promiscuous, that you're more prone to cheating. You know, I, I think that's a that's pretty standard. Why that is, I don't know. I mean, it really shouldn't matter. If someone loves you and they care about you, they're not going to cheat on you any more than, you know, a straight person. I mean, it's just silly to, to think of it that way. But I, I think that there's a big stigma that is, you know, hanging around all the time. Uh, so I think I, for, you're right. Yeah, for me, it was a really big, it was a struggle. I, I, he became a friend of mine, you know, we didn't date. So, I, you know, I have given this thought because this, this listener who wrote in, um, we, we move in many of the same circles and um, professionally is what I mean. And, uh, you know, I gave, he's also polyamorous. And so I gave it some legitimate thought. Could I date a bisexual man? How would okay. that, how would that affect my feelings about me, how would that affect my feelings about him? And I'm using him as the example, but, you know, him with another man. And so right. one of the questions that, that Diamond on the show asked is she said, are you sure you want to be with a woman? Mm. And that, That's right. yeah, and that this isn't going to come up later and you be with a man. Right. And I thought, you know, that's a really good question, but I think it's an unfair question. 
Oh, that, that's okay. like that's like a crystal ball. Mm, that's true. It, and it is. A, yeah, that's actually a very good point. And it's kind of a, you know, you're kind of setting someone up to, to fail a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, because if they end up wanting to be with, with I mean, what does it matter? Right. Bingo. What does it matter? Right. Because at the same time. So here we are. Let's play, let's let's kind of scale this back into it and, and put a different lens uh, on it two people get married or two people decide they're in a committed relationship. If the questions are, okay, so Monica, you and I decide we're going to be in a committed relationship. And if the question for me is, hey, are you sure you're not going to find another girl you want to have a a relationship with? That's not fair to you on Mm. any level. Well, I was, and that's funny that that you're saying that. I mean, I'm glad you're saying that because it reminded me, I was, I was trying to say something earlier and I lost my train of thought, but um, it's a total double standard for women, you know, for, I mean, I, I, if I, I've been with women before mm-hmm. and I don't think that there's anything, I, I, in some ways it's almost more attractive for a man. If you tell a guy I've been with other women, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't, this isn't a deal breaker. It's yeah. Like, that's their panty <laughs> dropper. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, and boxer and I, dropper guys. <laughs> You know, it's just, right. I just think it's interesting, you know, and it shouldn't be. Why is it a double standard? Um, I think that if I, if I look at it on a logical level, um, gay men, bisexual men have a higher incidence of STDs, just mm-hmm. statistically, for whatever reason, they do. And, mm-hmm. and maybe there's some of that that goes on. Like, I think I would- about... If I dated a bisexual man, my biggest thing would be you got to get tested and we got to use protection. Like that's yes. just that's just a non-negotiable. Yeah, but that's also a non-negotiable with me with a straight partner. Mm. Interesting, and, you know. And so I think about he had the balls to come forward and say, "This is my past." He yeah, didn't and have what to. I no, he didn't have to. He didn't have to. I totally agree with you. And and it's funny because I think it's too bad that their argument went south because he made some really good points. And one of the things he said is, you know, this isn't normally how I do this. Normally I would meet a person and there would be a courting period. And then there's a period of time when I can feel comfortable talking about it, but everything's condensed. They've met each other. They've only known each other 10 days for all intent and purposes. She is still a total stranger. And that's a very personal thing that you make yourself extremely vulnerable to someone yeah. and, you, and he doesn't. So I can totally understand why he struggled with telling her in the pod if the moment didn't come up or, the, you know, maybe he was really worried because of what had happened with the other girl. You know, I could see his hesitation and, and respect that because they are strangers. And, you yeah. know, I don't owe you that. I don't, I don't owe you that. I don't have to tell you about my, all my sexual history, you know? You know, um, one day I hope to do a, 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 and I'm the first one to say, I know, I know enough about STDs to scratch a very basic, easy surface of nothing knowledge. Like, <laughs> I know they're out there. I know very little about how they're transmitted. But one day I hope you and I will sit down and maybe get an expert on the show and mm-hmm. really dive into this because, um, you know, I was having a conversation with, with, with one of my partners about this very thing mm-hmm. because um, we, were at, we were talking about um, herpes. And I said, I don't know anything about it. I've heard enough rumors that I don't know what from what. But when mm-hmm. I think about Diamond in this situation where I, if I were her, I would feel betrayed because I would feel like, um, I feel like you tricked me. 
Yeah. You could have told me from the beginning that, hey, just as an FYI, it's not what I do anymore. It's kind of like, okay, I, you know, somebody saying, look, I used to be an alcoholic or I used to be a drug addict or I used to have a gambling problem to show up in that space and say, this is who I used to be. This isn't who I am anymore. Or I went to prison for selling drugs when I was in my 20s, whatever, right? This isn't who I am anymore. But as knowing me, if we're going to be married, it's important information. But I, but like- I don't think you can. I don't think you can compare that to an STD only because. And I agree with you. I'll, you know, I understand what you're saying, and that is definitely, especially with herpes, which is such a prevalent venereal disease that you know one in three, you know, one in three people. If you have had sex with more than a couple of people, you have come into contact with that virus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot that I think people don't understand about it, but, but, but you're directly affecting someone else. So by lying to them or not telling them that you have that, you're putting them at risk because there is no cure, right? Right. With, in terms of his bisexuality or his pansexuality and his past history, you know, I don't know... I, I'm on the fence about it because I, I don't know that he's absolutely obligated. If, if he's tested and he's clean, you know, and, and th- he doesn't have an STD and he's not going to put her in harm's way, then why does he have to tell her that right away? You know, I feel like, especially in that situation where they really don't know one another, I mean, you have to make a huge leap of faith to do what he did. I agree. I agree. He, um, and I, I, I wish that it had been handled, but I think if they had had like a referee... <laughs> or a exactly. therapist, you know, yeah. sitting in the room with them. I think that conversation would have gone completely differently. And I think they may have been able to work it out because I think they did love each other a lot. And then it just got so hurtful. It went down right. the tubes. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. I think, I think a coach would have done them some good with some, yeah. that gave them some tools going forward because the way he said it, I thought he did a really good job. And his initial statement was in the past, I've had relationships with both sexes and he right. just let it sit. Yeah. And then she just looked at him like she'd been slapped you know, hit by a baseball bat yeah <laughs> you know and it was it's a but but you know and, and it is a lot to take in you know for to hear that after you've but been why sleeping. well like, like, I like think stay so. with this for a minute why does it because I'm I really am asking the question I'm not saying I wouldn't feel the same right, right. I'm not but, but no I'm no just I get kind it. of playing with the idea that what's so different I can tell you, for me, I would have had a lot of questions. You know, I would want to know, were they significant relationships? Is I, I agreed. I was curious when she asked that question, you know, are you sure that you want to be with women or are you just trying to fit into some societal, you know? I mean, I have a couple of friends that were married and then came out of the closet mm-hmm. mid-marriage, you right. know? And the whole marriage blew up because, you know... And I've had it both ways. One was a lesbian. The other, you know, he was gay. And, and he ended up, he had kids with her. I mean, this was like, they had two kids. And, you know, he just knew. He always knew, but he had pressure from family and whatever. He always wanted to fit into that role. And, uh, you know, he ended up mid-marriage breaking her heart. So, 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 maybe that, so maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's not that they're pansexual, bisexual, gay, transgender. Maybe the problem is society's view of it. yeah. For, for sure. Right. Because right. it makes it harder for them to, you know, be able to come out of the closet in a way that is not judged. You yeah. know, I mean, there's another couple uh, on the show. They're uh, biracial. And, you know, that's a huge, actually, there's, and then they, there's another couple that, that she's a little bit older. She's 10 years older than he is. Mm-hmm. All of that is societal. 
Yes. I wanted to kill her because she made such a big deal. A deal over nothing. Ten years older. And I felt like saying, I just want to shake her. Like, so what? But she was so worried about what people would think and what society would think and how much older she was. I get that because I date younger men. You know, mm-hmm. the man I'm dating right now is seven years younger than I am. And, you know, I've gone Cradle robber. Fr- right I've gone even younger than that and it's and sometimes we know one night stand Mike (laughs) (laughs) who who, by the way I just talked to yesterday as a little sidebar he called me to say hi and we had a nice little chit chat we caught up and Mm -hmm. he has a girlfriend now he's like doing really well no that's great okay yeah great he has someone in for, to quarantine with. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, he's having a great time. We had such a great conversation. He's such a nice guy. I really like him. Well, but, the lover who writes me all those, those messages from last show, he's 32. Yeah. yeah. He's a baby. Yeah, a baby. But, oh. Yeah. But, but I think baby. it's that societal, you know, pressure. And then the, the biracial couple, I mean, that was a big issue for her. And I kept thinking, God, this guy is, like, adorable, and he adores you, mm-hmm. you know, who cares? But I'm also not in those shoes. I don't know what it feels like to go, you know, to an event and have someone yell at me that I'm, you know, with my partner and he's the wrong color for me. So my dad wasn't white. I don't know if you know that. No, oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, my dad wasn't white. My mom was the whitest woman in America and my dad <laughs> was not. <laughs> and so um, I grew up in a, in a biracial family. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when I go home for family functions to my side of the family, half my family's black. When oh, wow. My, when my white husband, who is, he matches, he was, he's Scottish and Irish, okay? Yeah. You take him to my family's events. And the wonderful thing that I have to say that my family has done is I find it really interesting. Um, my cousin Lynn married a white guy. My cousin Neil married a white woman. Um, they just, my family has always treated color as a non-issue. Mm. It's just, it just, it's just, it's just so great. always been such a non-issue. Yeah. Can you imagine if the rest of the world, you Behave know, did that? that? I, yeah. know. I don't know why we get so judgy. I don't know why we think we know better. For, you know, we know what people should do or what people should choose for themselves. You know, it's, it's very sad, but you know. I think I agree with you. I just, you know, when I, um, when I think about things that I want us to explore on this show and ways that I, that, that I want us to grow, I, I think that we're doing, uh, I think that's what I'm talking about. You know, we got, we've gotten some listener letters, like this guy who wrote me in about the, about the show, Love is Blind. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, we got another listener letter that I'm going to respond to um, where the conversation is, she wants me to talk to her. I'm doing the best I can, and it's still not enough. Talk to her about what? Anything. But they're not having sex. She won't kiss him. She won't touch him. She wants to, he, he says, I try to talk to her and she just won't talk to me. Mm. And so there, there's some breakdowns here that, that are happening that I think, um, I'm, I'm working on a book right now. I've started this new book um, because, oh. I, yeah, I haven't told you yet. It's news to you. Um, <laughs> so I, I was in, it was inspired by the Dawn of Desires book. Oh, my gosh, which I cannot wait to get him on. I'm so excited. If he was a panty dropper before the book, (laughs) uh, I'm just saying I might not make it out of the airport with my panties on. (laughs) Seriously. Okay, but but what he inspired me to do was um, he wrote this book for men about women. 
And one of the things that I think you and I do really well is we understand women and the misconceptions that we have about men. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and from that premise of understanding men on a really deep level, I think that's why so many men t- tune into our show because we get them. Mm-hmm. Right. We try to. But I we try, try to. to. We try to. So, I try to be fair. So this woman, this, this book that I'm writing is going to be for women to help women understand men a little bit more because I think, I think that's missing. And if we can do a transformational book on sex and how to really put that back in the relationship rather than use it as a weapon, I think mm-hmm. we'll be doing some real good stuff mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't want to live my life with boundaries like that. And I think most people don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But as an FYI, I'm going to be starting, I'm starting that book. I read his book and I went, this is necessary for the other side of the coin. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but I, I just think that we've got some options. I also think that if you and I start reading some sex books and bringing some of that to the table, it's going to help our audience even more. What do you think? Well, I'm reading the book that you told me to read, which I'm actually really happy that I finally downloaded it and started reading it, but it's getting the love you want. It's the new updated, um, you know, and I recommend it. You know, a lot of people recommend books to me and I'm like, ugh, you know, I, I just, it doesn't resonate. But this book, to be totally honest it's great if you're married. It's great if you're in a relationship. It's great if you're single. And I would say, listen to chapter one. And if chapter one does not hook you in, then throw the book away. But it will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't listen to this book and, and not have like, oh, like an oh shit moment. You know, I mean, really the way that our brains work and why we pick the people we pick is yes. just so something it's so simple but it's something that you would never really put point a to point b on i would i want i'm i'm like giving it to everyone for, for <laughs> you no know, really i'm i already called i my, get it how many uh, copies did i no, give away remember well, you've been telling me to read it for probably what three weeks now easy and, yeah and i did download it right away and then i kept forgetting Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I, I you know, I, I just kept, and then finally I was like, oh, I, I'm going to listen to chapter one. And I was so excited and I ended up calling my best friend and I was <laughs> like midway through chapter one. I was like, you have to get this book. <laughs> that's, how to get I, this. that's how I and felt when I read the book. So, so she downloaded it yesterday mm-hmm. and started listening and called me and was like, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that really just makes sense. She started listening to it with her boyfriend. Really? Oh, yeah. good for them. Good and for I them. am not, you know, I just can't wait to apply it to my next relationship. I'm telling you, it was a game changer. That's, that's, so that was Jason and I were actually talking this morning. That book was a game changer for a 20-year relationship. And what I'm encouraging mm. this book that I'm writing right now um, is I want to have that type of transformational book go out to our people in a sexual capacity. Well, let us know when you, you know, get some stuff on paper. Um, I promise you it's working. It's gelling. It's, um, <laughs> book writing is easy. It is easy for me. But I think the biggest part of what I think I took out of today was when we think about the towel dropping or going to a clothing optional resort, which, by the way, I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I think you should do it, Monica. There's a nude beach. Isn't that Yes. The there's a nude beach. My best friend goes all the time. All over. Yeah, I love it. But a nude, a nude resort's different. I've been to both. A nude resort is different. Yeah. It really is. Um, really, I can remember we were in our... So my partner was raised Southern Baptist. 
Okay, let's just establish that foundation. Uh-huh. We go to the club, our on our honeymoon, we go to a nude resort, and I was raised in Germany, where you take your clothes off all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I said, let's go to the nude side. And he just looked at me. So we get in the hot tub, and the couple on our left is having sex. <laughs> and the couple on our right is having sex. And I looked at him and said, would you like to join the party? <laughs> he said, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I highly recommend everyone go to a clothing optional resort because you will really see how very basic and beautiful people are. Well, you know, maybe that's something to put on the, the bucket list, you know? Yep. The sexual bucket list, which I really want to do a show on. Sexual wanna, bucket list? Yeah, sexual bucket list. All right. I think that would be, be really fun to do. Um, you realize gonna, if we do a sexual bucket list, the audience is going to expect you to start checking some stuff off. I already have. So okay. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, but yeah, why not? I mean, sure, let's let's check some stuff off together. But I, you know, what's like, the Are you word? flirting with me? We're going to check some stuff off together. <laughs> Let me twirl my hair a little bit. <laughs> you don't need to twirl your hair, honey. Oh, um, no, but what I was going to say is, um, you know, what do you have to lose, right? Like, what's the worst possible thing that can happen? I mean, I don't know about the resort thing because, you know, maybe... You maybe you lose a, a tiny bit of money, but you know, at the end of the day, the worst case scenario, you have a great story. You have a great experience. <laughs> you have like a really great experience and a great story, and you know more about yourself than you did going in. And probably that's not gonna. It's probably not gonna be worst case scenario. You know, it's probably gonna be awesome. It's, so. It. it that was, I promise you that school teacher who pitched her old baby fit <laughs> by day two, topless as the day she's born, sitting at the bar, <laughs> happy as a clam. It I can just, happen. I wish that you had become friends with her because I would love it if you called her and got all the details. Like, I wonder if she's like slept with a stranger. I wonder how, <laughs> you know, like, I wonder how out of her box she went. Cause for her to do what she did is not easy. You know, that she completely changed her story and her, her mental, her thoughts about what was happening to her or her experience. She changed all of that around and wow, how amazing is that? And, yeah. and that's like, you know, that's, that's the difference between somebody who goes down the rabbit hole and just, you know, holes up in a room for, you know, or goes home and somebody right. was like, well, I'm here, I'm going to do this and changing your thoughts and about it and, and really just digging in and enjoying it, you know. There's so. something really beautiful about falling in love with your body in whatever shape your body is and also falling in love with your sensuality and your sexuality in whatever space you're in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that I like to think our show does. I mean, I, we've gotten just in the last week, I think we've had 15 or 20 new people join the group and oh, wow. all of them are coming forward and saying things. I love the show. I love learning what you guys have to say. I wait for the show every week. So we're doing really good, good work for everyone. And I want to keep doing it that way, but I think we should start a book. I think we should start a book, um, a book study. And I vote oh, like for, a book club. Oh yeah. We talked about this. I vote for the ethical slut. Okay. I don't know what that's about, but it's about being an ethical slut. Thank you, Sean Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, Captain Obvious. Right? I just think, you know, if well, everybody... Well, maybe, maybe some of our listeners have some books they would recommend. That, and I'm open to that for sure. Put, post yeah. it in the group, you guys. If, if there's books you want us to read and review, post it in the group. We're happy to talk about it. I'll make a post about The Ethical Slut. And, um, or you know what? Better than that, I'll make a post about several other books. And let's yeah. let you vote which one we're going to do the book review on. 
I love that idea. That sounds yeah. fun. And yeah. then, yeah, because the ethical slot, there's more than two. There's opening up. There's, there's all sorts of really wonderful books about owning your sexuality mm-hmm. and accepting you for as you are. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. All right, Miss Monica, as we get out of here today. Uh, I'm going to say stay sexy. And I'm going to say drop your towel. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. And don't forget to video it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop your towel on video. <laughs> <laughs>